Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to The Diplomat, brought to you by Newsweek. I'm your host, Jason Greenblatt. With tensions rising across the world, diplomacy is needed perhaps now more than ever. During my time as former White House Middle East envoy and as one of the chief architects of peace between Israel and its Arab neighbors, I've had the chance to witness the power of diplomacy firsthand, and today, I would like to share that perspective with you. Shalom, salam, and welcome to The Diplomat. In today's episode, I'm going to share my thoughts on an April 14th article in the Washington Post entitled, Elon Musk Launches Hostile Takeover Bid for Twitter. The Washington Post, whose motto is Democracy Dies in Darkness, and which was purchased in 2013 by Jeff Bezos for $250 million, is now owned by a company controlled by Jeff Bezos. A close review of many of the comments posted on the Post's website about this article suggests to me that many people are indeed living in darkness, or would prefer for some to live in darkness, and some would even prefer to not allow others' voices to be shared in particular if those other voices are conservative voices or the voices of some billionaires like Elon Musk or, say, former President Trump. It would seem the fact that another billionaire, Jeff Bezos, gives them a platform for their voices to be heard, and that fact is lost on them. Without these billionaires, many of these platforms may not even exist. The article itself is fine. It describes how Elon Musk, the CEO of Tesla, launched a hostile takeover bid for Twitter, and that Musk promised to unlock Twitter's extraordinary potential as a private company. Musk recently became Twitter's largest shareholder and offered $52.20 per share for Twitter. In his letter to Twitter chairman Brett Taylor, Musk said he believed Twitter has the potential to be the platform for free speech around the globe, and that free speech is a societal imperative for a functioning democracy. All good points, I think. Musk believes that since his investment in Twitter, he has come to realize the company will neither thrive nor serve the societal imperative in its current form, and that Twitter needs to be transformed as a private company. The article to me seems straightforward and fair. I thought the inclusion of the tweet from Republican Congressman Daryl Issa that the panic coming from blue check media after Elon Musk's offer to buy Twitter is the fear of losing the ability to censor conservative conservatives online and silence free speech they don't like, was important to include in the article. Another notable comment included in the article, though I didn't understand it, comes from venture capitalist Fred Wilson, who, twe- who tweeted that Twitter is too important to be owned and controlled by a single person. The opposite should be happening. Twitter should be decentralized as a protocol that powers an ecosystem of communication products and services. I'm not sure how that would work in a free capitalistic society like ours, and the very steep, slippery slope we would begin to travel if we started to decide what companies should or shouldn't be owned by a single person and who gets to make those determinations. 
That's pretty scary stuff. But to me, the most important part about this article are the comments posted about it. Over 4,600 comments before I recorded this episode. I remember in July 2016 when I penned an opinion in the Washington Post entitled, I'm a Jew who has worked for Donald Trump for years. He's no anti-Semite. If I recall correctly, that opinion generated over 1,500 comments, maybe more, and many of them were ugly and hateful. I tried to go back to those comments as I prepared for this podcast, but the comments were disabled. I'm not sure why. I prefer not to be left in darkness, and I hope the Washington Post will unblock those comments. I'd be interested in rereading those comments again now that we are nearly six years from when I wrote the opinion and so many accusations were hurled at President Trump. Washington Post, if you're listening, please find those comments. Let's examine some of the 4,600 comments posted about the Musk article on the Washington Post's website. One commenter said, First, Elon Musk buys Twitter. Next, he allows Trump back online. Then, 80% of his Tesla customers abandon Tesla, as they are mostly progressives who actually believe in global warming. They abandon Tesla just as the big auto manufacturers who actually know how to build cars transition to electric vehicles. Tesla shrinks massively, Musk fades into oblivion, hubris wins once again. I note that this post has a note next to it that it's been edited. Funny how these comments can be edited, but tweets still can't be. Unless Elon Musk takes charge. I support editing tweets, by the way. Allow us to do better and learn. Don't freeze us. Allow us to change our minds. This commenter has quite a wide-ranging thought process here, from Musk allowing Trump back onto Twitter, I support that too, by the way, no surprise there, to Tesla and Musk fading into oblivion. The commenter even implies that Tesla doesn't know how to build cars. I wonder where this commenter gets their data from. Here's another golden nugget. This is why we can't have nice things. Rich guy who could do anything he wants to improve the world just wants to let people know he can buy their sandbox. If he buys, I'm out. Well, okay, you're entitled to do that, but to me that sounds like a kid who picks up his toys and announces they're going home with their toys after they don't get what they want. This next one I thought was smart. Some people mad about the world's richest man trying to buy Twitter don't seem to have anything to say about the world's second richest man owning the Washington Post. But this comment was quickly dismissed by someone who said, there's no comparison, though that person didn't take the trouble to explain why there's no comparison. This next one I found to be rather hot-headed and a bit over the top, and I'm holding back here in my description. Before I read the quote, just one note from me. According to Wired Magazine, when you write in all caps, it sounds like you're shouting. Using capital letters to indicate strong feeling may be the most famous example of typographical tone of voice. So when I read this next quote and I raise my voice slightly, it's intended to give effect to the all caps portion of this next comment. Now is the moment for everyone, everyone, who doesn't want to see Twitter become the platform of the authoritarian and insurrectionist right for 2022 and 2024 elections to commit to leave Twitter completely if and when Musk gets his way, including the media. This is a perfectly transparent attempt to subvert the platform to foment violence and speech and by extension, violence and action in the form of insurrection and re-enable the right-wing conspiracy echo chamber. Wow. Truthfully, comments like that one make me very nervous, given how strongly they believe they're so correct, and how intolerant and angry they sound. 
This next one I will include, even though I find it disgusting. So much for the people who think that the readership of the Washington Post is very highbrow. He, meaning Elon Musk, by the way, he lost no time, did he? The maggots, oh, by the way, that's really clever, right? You get it? MAGA and maggots. The maggots desperately want the orange pustule back on that platform with his daily dose of diarrhea. Look, honestly, folks, I'm embarrassed for that person for posting such a gross comment. Here's another intolerant, irrational, and quite sour comment. Dear Elon, you don't own the future or us. Stop being a corporate jerk trying to make the world in your dubious image. And please just F off. Well, at least they didn't actually write the F word, or maybe the Washington Post edited out the word. I don't know. You're already sending up 24,000 pieces of space junk called Starlink to encircle the planet. Stop, you weird and dangerous man. Well, that comment is perhaps balanced out by this next comment, which I find thoughtful. Elon Musk is working to make the world more sustainable for humanity. His sole objective is to help humans. He does not want to rule the world. That's Jeff Bezos. Don't confuse your billionaires. Musk believes in democracy and believes that Twitter somehow can play a positive role. I don't believe that, but I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. He may be the world's smartest man. He's absolutely smarter than me. I look forward to seeing how this plays out. Look, it might be a little bit over the top when it comes to Musk and probably unfair when it comes to Jeff Bezos, but it was a bit, you know, at least thoughtful. But that comment was too much for this person who replied, if you really believe this, seek help. Like, seriously. I'm not saying this as an insult. I'm saying it because you sound very gullible and very easily duped by con men. I can assure you that Elon Musk did not become the richest or second richest man in the world just by caring about others. No passing judgment there, right, folks? And here are some real pearls of wisdom. This is the problem with too much concentration of wealth. People like Musk, with more money than he knows what to do with, start using it to control other people's lives. With money, as with politics, power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. So based on that, I guess all wealthy people are bad and corrupt, and wealthy people can't do good or want to do good for people. And Musk is so rich, he must be just a bad, corrupt person who wants to control all of us. There's a lot to unpack on that very common alone. The next one is an oft-repeated refrain that Elon Musk is a threat to our democracy. Here we go. Musk is not interested in free speech. He's interested in speech that benefits him, speech that keeps his taxes low, speech that keeps friendly politicians in power, and speech that ignores the dangers of COVID-19 if it affects his bottom line. He should never have control of Twitter or any other information organization if the truth is valued. He thinks he knows better than everyone else. He poses a severe threat to democracy. Look, folks, I worked in D.C. for nearly three years. This accusation could be made about so many people, rich or not rich, of whatever political stripe they may be, or have no political stripe. You have no credibility when you just spew words like this without evidence and without acknowledging that people from all political stripes or no political stripes speak about keeping taxes low and keeping friendly people in power. You've pretty much described most of, most of Washington, but you make it seem that it's peculiar to people like Musk or those like Musk. And here's one more. Just because he has the money doesn't mean he should be able to do this. It would be very bad for Twitter. I, for one, would get off the site and I suspect that I'm not alone. It might turn into a right-wing propaganda machine and our democracy doesn't need that. 
Look, of course, this person should be free to get off Twitter now or at any time. But the accusation of a propaganda machine is used by pretty much anyone who doesn't like any particular media or social media outlet. I've heard it about Fox and CNN and Facebook and Twitter and so on and so forth. That's reality, folks, right or wrong, true or not true, or sometimes true. But the answer isn't that you get to close one of them down or close down the idea that Elon Musk can own Twitter. After reading so many of these comments, I feel discouraged. I feel like I've actually stained my mind by reading many of these comments. I wish we could find a way to have a more respectful dialogue in society, more thoughtful analysis, more open-mindedness, and so important, intellectual honesty. So what's my overall takeaway from this article? Overall, I found a very significant amount of the comments to be bitter, negative, anti-Elon Musk, anti-wealth, anti-change, biased, closed-minded, and in some cases, downright hateful. As always, I like to think about this article and other things I read through the lens of me being a dad of six, ages 11 to 23, plus two more kids in their 20s now that I've been blessed to have two sons-in-law as well. So my advice to them and to all my listeners is that if you're interested in Twitter, Tesla, Elon Musk, free speech, media, tech, investing, the environment, current events generally, read the article in the Washington Post. But also read the coverage about Musk's offer in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, Financial Times, CNN, Fox, the New York Sun, the LA Times, Newsweek, Axios, and other major outlets. Do this so you can get a more full picture of the story. And as to the comments, probably don't waste your time. Much more important is to get the full story and various angles from the perspective of journalists who spend a lot of time researching the topic and interviewing credible people. While it's true some do a better job than others, and some are biased in one direction or the other very often, there are usually layers of people around them who go through the story, so they at least attempt to provide a more fulsome picture. The comments, on the other hand, are often very haphazard, unfiltered, not complete, not researched, often unintelligent, and often worthless. It's hard for us to keep up with the news and opinions as it is, especially if you try to understand the world through various lenses, which we all should. If you end up spending time poring over random comments, even if some may be intelligent and worthwhile, there's only so much time one could devote to understanding the many important issues and stories and topics we should want to understand each day. The world is a messy, complicated place. It's getting more complicated and messier by the day. And the amount of incoming information that hits our desktops, our phones, our other screens, our brains, and other ways we absorb information is growing, it seems, almost daily. The reality is that we need to be efficient about trying to understand the world that we live in. And we also have to allow time to do our jobs, take care of our family, our friends, our community, ourselves, work to help others, and work to help improve the world. This exercise I just had of spending time reading the comments in the Washington Post article was a great reminder for me of how reading comments is just not the best way to do this unless you have ample free time and are willing and able to read comments from multiple outlets so you really get a full sense of public sentiment from many perspectives. Don't get stuck in one echo chamber. Open your minds and hearts to hear other points of view. Maybe there's an app that could help us sort us through the comments in that kind of manner. I'm not aware of an app that pulls smart, intelligent, well-thought-out, well-reasoned, factually accurate, and intellectually honest comments from various perspectives to help us understand more, to learn more, to learn the perspectives of others, to get smarter on the issues. Now, that would be a worthwhile app in my view. 
Any takers on that idea? Well, if Elon Musk doesn't buy Twitter, maybe he'd be interested in developing that kind of app. Elon Musk, if you're listening, think about it. And yes, I recognize the irony that Twitter itself is essentially based on comments. We call them tweets made by individuals, including me. Some of the comments, meaning tweets, are smart, thoughtful, worthwhile. Some of them are a total waste of time. And the comments to many of those posted tweets, well, that's a whole other story. Maybe that's how we partly got into this mess in the first place. I'm Jason Greenblatt. This is The Diplomat, brought to you by Newsweek. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home, yes, cool, or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.